You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At MGM. On the BetQL Network. Let's do it to it. It is BetQL Daily. Chris Mack alongside Jim Rodriguez, Aaron, and Joe off. They'll be back on Monday, and we are almost to the weekend that precedes that Monday. But first, we got to get back into the NBA cycle, and there is a big cycle to get into. 24 teams in action tonight. 80% of the league returns post-All-Star break. 12 different games. We will dive into today's NBA slate in depth. In a little more than an hour and a half, plus Alex Monaco of the Better Half Hour on MSG Network going to join us at 11 to give us some of his favorite angles and plays as we restart the NBA season. And we'll take an early look, well, not an early look, I guess, uh, a new look, a refreshed look at NBA awards markets and what we like for this final third of the season in just a few moments as well. Welcome in, by the way, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network and wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. Take us with you and watch the show, twitch.tv slash BetQL or YouTube Odyssey Sports. Uh, We've got baseball ready to go. Yes, we've got spring training baseball today in Peoria, Arizona. Cactus League gets started. You can hear J-Rod. He's excited. Uh, Dodgers Padres, 310 Eastern, 1210 Pacific. And then four more games out west tomorrow before Saturday. 16 spring training games across both the Grapefruit and Cactus Leagues. We will continue our division-by-division previews today with the AL West coming up one hour from now. There, we, we were even scoring wins in the NHL last night. 31 goals in the final three Western games of the night in the NHL. 6-5 Bruins OT win over Edmonton. Austin Matthews, another pair of goals. Fastest to 50 goals since Mario Lemieux 28 years ago. So much to get into. Jared Smith of Fox Sports Radio and BetMGM's live on the line. Going to join us in the final hour as well. But J-Rod, another night in college basketball. Before we get to more Justin Fields fun, and we'll have Justin Fields fun, another night in college basketball. Yes, Marquette handled DePaul and Bama. They escaped by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin against Florida. And Duke handled Miami. It was not one of those games for Jim Laranega, as I thought it could be. Um, But the madness of March really got started in earnest, my friend, about nine days early. Penn State, LSU, George Mason, and New Mexico, all with home upsets of ranked teams coming into their gyms last night. It was, I've been saying it for weeks now, just another night in college basketball. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is why we watch this, right? And, you know, and again, as as sports investors, it definitely, you know, you palpitate a little bit, right? But 
you know, there's nothing better than this. You can just feel it. You can sense it. These crazy games, buzzer beaters, huge comeback wins, overtime. I don't know about you, but to me, overtime college basketball just seems to be of all the overtimes you can have, and I get you, playoff hockey is 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 a whole little. It's kind of like UConn; it's in its own level. But man, overtime college basketball and that Bama Florida game sailed over the over that, that that we had last night. Thank goodness, because it was it was a rough night. Everything else and Duke kind of doing what Duke does, right? All of a sudden, just putting it, you know, like, like a good thoroughbred, rounding that final turn. Here come the Blue Devils, scary times. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff last night. And I love what you put in, in our show notes here, a, a Mountain West steel cage match going on out there. Yes, it's awesome. This it's- is the best time of the year, and it's only going to get better with madness approaching. Yeah, if you were able to stay up and watch, that was another one of those games that, I mean, look, New Mexico's won three games at home against ranked opponents this year, all three of them against other Mountain West teams. You know, we talked about conferences and their different strengths and weaknesses yesterday. And, you know, could the Mountain West have more bids to the NCAA tournament than, the, you know, a typical power conference like the ACC? I'm buying it now. They, I, I am totally buying it. I'm right there with you because we saw the strength of that conference last night late in that, Everybody's got everybody else's number, but it, like I said, it doesn't happen in a way I don't think that pokes holes in all of the other teams' resumes. Instead, it's it's each team building themselves up, and then the other team builds themselves up to to reach another level. It is it's it's a five bid league, I think, at maybe six, and the ACC uh, looking more and more like a four bid league because you're starting to get that stratification, I think, of the better teams at the top. Duke, North Carolina, Clemson, and Virginia, and then everybody else. Miami, certainly part of the flotsam and the jetsam uh, that is everybody else. To the Big Ten, though, where our good friend Jake Hassan uh, may still be at the bottom of Lake Michigan. He told us (laughs) that he was going to put on some cement shoes and go for a swim late last night. After Penn State uses last-second free nice. throws to down his Illini at Rec Hall, no less. At the old Rec Hall, where they jammed them in. Much better atmosphere than the Bryce Jordan Center, if I do say so myself. I'm glad we were able to get some Penn State representation on the show today, in addition to myself with Jared Smith checking in in the final hour. Um, Jake, I imagine, won't have much to say about this. Because his Illini just all over the front of themselves. Um, Mr. Hassan, the Persian Kevin Love, the floor is yours. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like, the minute I saw, the minute I saw Coleman Hawkins at the free throw line with a chance to ice the game, and he's complaining at the ref, and he's complaining that, like, this guy, if you search Coleman Hawkins in my tweets, a lot of things will pop up, that he infuriates me, and that he deserves to, he looks like a noodle man that you see on a used car lot, one of those inflatable guys. He's just so, and the minute, the minute I saw him going, just give me the ball, man, let's go, and then he goes, oh. And he walks away. I knew we were cooked. I knew we were cooked. And then he absolutely goes full noodle guy on defending a three-point shot. Obviously, fouls the shooter. And just, it's just, it's, this is why 
Because Ken Barkley has been trying to sell me that this Illinois team can go to the final four and go to the final, not win maybe, but go to the game. Those games that we saw last night is why I fervently push back against that because this is what this team does. Taron Shannon Jr. scores 35 points. He's unstoppable. Still misses six free throws. Hit your free throws. It's life, death, taxes, and Brad Underwood teams not being able to hit free throws for God knows what reason. It's so brutal. It's been like this for seven years now. What are we doing? Anyway, yeah, I mean, they're going to lose in the round of 32 again. It's going to be really, really bad. And can't wait. Super, super can't wait. Really going to be awesome. Could, super fun. I, I, um, way I, to throw away your destiny for the Big Ten Conference Championship. Yeah, had, had, had it. You controlled your own about. destiny, and you just chucked it. Way to go, guys. Really proud of you all. Listen, there is something to be said about consistency, and at least you know what you're getting, right, Jake? No, that's the problem, J-Rod. You don't know what you're getting with this team because either they'll curb stop you, they'll go to Maryland and take care of business, but then if there's fans three feet away from you, you lose your mind completely. Everybody, you know, you go to Maryland and it's packed and they're doing T-shirts and giveaways and it's their Super Bowl, uh-huh. unfazed. But, you know, 6,000 fans in a volleyball, volleyball gym, everybody loses their minds. What are we doing here? I, you know what? It's fine. Okay, walk it off. <laughs> Texas Tech it's lost fine. to a baseball, which I'm not going to even bring. Yeah, up, no, that we was both great. Lost yeah. that together. Re- um, really good, Jake. Idiot. That's what I. That's what I get for tailing Jake. Um, I, yeah. So that's just one of the four games we mentioned. The Mountain West Steel Cage match between Colorado State and New Mexico. We mentioned Penn State, Illinois. We didn't even get to LSU of all teams. J Rod, a buzzer beater putback to upset Kentucky or. George Mason, George Mason going on a 24 to two second half run to upset Dayton again, another night in college basketball. I think well, you, you, this is you called it, Mac. Point. You said one of those ranked teams was going to lose. I think we, we, I think we were trying to manifest and we we're trying to make uh-huh. it to be Duke and, and no, not against an NIT team like Miami, but it was how about George Mason? Well, at least at least the the fighting Larinagas from back in the day got a win, unlike down in Coral Gables. But yeah, the old school Larinagas, right? Um, so that's I'll be honest. Bill Rowland, who does a lot of work for George Mason and is the executive producer of the Daily Tip, he texted me as soon as the show was over yesterday. He said. Are you really betting on George Mason? He was like, I can't, Dayton, seriously? You want to do this, Mac? I said, I don't know. Dayton on the road, George Mason, first time as a home dog all year. And yes, uh, it worked out for us. So, you know, blind squirrels and nuts and things of that nature. Um, that sounded like something Mike Tomlin would say. Uh, blind squirrels, nuts, things of that nature. Speaking of which... Justin Fields yesterday, we talked about the teaser audio um, that the St. Browns had put out. Equiminius and Amon Ra host their own podcast, and they had Justin Fields on. And not one to mince words, to warm up to the task, or anything else. Amon Ra just went straight in on Justin Fields and his follows on Instagram. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, 
But like, why you, why <laughs> you not following follow the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with them. That's true. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. But you, you follow <laughs> Luciana, right? Hmm? But listen, listen, me, yeah, that's, that's my bro. girlfriend though. That's different. But I'm saying like when you're single, it's you really mess with the girls you don't follow more than the girls you follow. You, you know feel me? Oh, like, so you're saying on, you mess bro. with the bears? You're saying you mess with the bears more now that you don't follow them? Man, ah, it's not even like okay, that. okay. It's it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no football. And guess mm. what? Just get away, get away from every bears post. It's either see who you follow. Nah, it's who you follow. See the draft, Caleb. So it's like, bro. Man, I'm tired yeah. of hearing the talk. We want, like it's dude, we want, yeah. it. like, it's just, bro, like, it's time. He's, just... You're telling me you don't follow no football. Bro, you follow. He's tired of it, J-Rod. I He's State tired football. of it. I don't follow the NFL. I don't follow the Bears. Bleacher like, Report. Bleacher Report. Report. It's basketball season. They're not posting nothing about football, dog. He's done. He's tired of it. <laughs> he just wants this thing to be over. Um, it. Look, I. I get it to an extent, right? Like like he said, he's getting ready to go on vacation. When he looks at his Instagram, he wants to see some thirst traps. He doesn't want to see um he don't want to see the Bears and their fans talking about Caleb Williams. I get it, but at the same time, I do you just get a sense from the way he's talking there to Amon Ra and Equimania St. Brown, uh, and thanks to uh the thirty third team on YouTube for that audio that he know the writing's on the wall. Justin Fields knows that he's getting shipped out of town, right? Oh, there's no doubt, but but never mind all that. Apparently, the side chick culture has been exposed here. So when yeah. you're messing around with someone, you don't follow them on Instagram. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. That 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 is that is new. I would think you would want to just to keep no, an eye no, on no. them, you, but then maybe you don't want to leave maybe, breadcrumbs maybe around you don't for want other them people to, to, to find. keep an eye on you. Right? No, no, no. You don't want to leave the breadcrumbs around, J-Rod. I, I, look, I am old and out of touch when it comes to social media. You can ask mm. Mario how difficult it was for me to use the internet this morning uh, in one instance in particular. Still but I, 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 would, I can understand that much, not leaving the breadcrumbs, the digital breadcrumbs around, right? That uh, perhaps if you're messing with a girl, you're not following her on Instagram. I, I get where Equiminius and Justin Fields are coming from there. But I'll tell you what, I mean, and 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 they were they were not phased because Justin tried to turn the corner and say, Well, you know, EQ, all the girls you follow, and he was like, No, 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 you're not gonna get me. No, no, let's talk about you. We're talking about you, Justin. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, Amon Ra was like a dog with a bone trying to get to the bottom of the story. I, I mean, I'll right. give him that. Journalistic. Yeah. I mean, I, I will mean, say this. CJ Stroud is not following the Texans. So does that mean that he's that he is, you what know, you not going to be a you know, not going to be a Houston Texan? No. I mean I think I think it's 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 a kind of a passive aggressive and I, you know what? I I kind of buy yeah. the whole thing about I don't want so much football on my timeline. Sure. I, I kind of get that. I, I get that because, yeah. you know, at the same time, you do want to go on vacation. You do want to be in Turks and Caicos or some tropical place. And when you open up your IG, the last thing you want is two guys like us yelling about how he should stay, how he should go. <laughs> I get that. But I've always said this. The best revenge is success. 
I would follow them and I would create burners to follow them so that when Justin Fields goes to the Steelers or goes to the Falcons and he leads them to the playoffs and deep playoff runs, the Bears know all about it and he's smoking cigars and they're doing a little post-game dance and he's getting the game balls in the locker room. I would definitely want them to, to watch. But yes, short story, Justin Fields is out of Chicago. You can follow us on social media, especially X, Twitter, uh, at BetQL Daily. And of course, like I said, watch the show on Twitch. We're interactive there as well. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. And we'll dive back into these quarterback scenarios in the middle of the second hour, 1020 Eastern, with another resounding edition of GTFO or Oh Yeah. But the NBA's final third stretch run about to start tonight. We recheck those NBA award markets. Where's the value? Next, right here on BetQL Day. Presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Top of the hour. We continue our division-by-division previews with spring training underway. Like, no, literally underway. There's a game this afternoon. I'm doing my happy little cakes and pies, cakes and pies clap. Um, AL West at the top of the hour. I mean, you talk about steel cage matches. There was that triple threat match down the stretch in the AL West last year between the Strohs, the Rangers, and the M's. Will we get it again this year, and will it turn out differently than it did last year? And, oh, yeah, we'll hear what Mike Trout had to say about his situation in Anaheim and Oakland. But dare we call them the Oakland A's? How much longer? The Sacramento A's, the the Salt Lake City A's, the the Henderson, Nevada A's. We're not quite sure where they'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll get into all that at the top of the hour. Plus, at 1020, uh, an hour from now, a an NFL themed edition of GTFO or oh yeah with the combine starting on Monday final hour Alex Monaco of MSG Network to talk NBA hoops as they get restarted tonight 12 games 24 teams in action and Jared Smith of live on the line going to join us at 11:20 Eastern as well but speaking of the NBA J Rod we're here we talked about it we're in back. great length over the last week yep but we are back 12 games like I said. Uh, We will run through our favorite plays on the slate in about an hour and 20 minutes. And like I mentioned, Alex Monaco of MSG going to join us here on BetQL Daily at the top of the third and final hour, 11 a.m. Eastern here live coast to coast on the BetQL network. But let's maybe take a step back, take one more sort of zoomed out view of some awards markets before we dive into tonight's slate later on in the show. And, you know, traipse down this path of the final third of the season and let's start with the big one let's start with MVP and whether we think there's any value there or not Jokic is minus 130 the clear cut favorite we have talked a lot uh, about the Northwest Division and how that's going to drive a lot of things in the Western Conference picture down the stretch especially in these award markets and We'll get into coach of the year in a couple of minutes. Certainly, it will be a part of the conversation in that market as well. But it's a big part of the MVP conversation because SGA is there at plus 210. Um, Not a ton of value, but we talked about it yesterday. Maybe if you've got Jokic tickets and you want to buy a little insurance policy on something going wrong down the stretch, you buy some SGA right now. Maybe if you're a huge believer in the Mavs down the stretch, you're in on Luka at 9-1. I just think there's a lot of ground to make up there. Maybe you're one of the few people 
whose last name is not Rivers or Antetokounmpo that thinks the Bucks can get things together down the stretch, and you like Giannis at 9-1. to I just don't see really any value in this market other than, again, the strategy of if you've got Jokic tickets, you want to buy yourself a little insurance policy on uh, uh, SGA right now. Yeah, you know, SGA, it's a shame because, I mean, what a year he's having, right? 31, 6, 5, and 2 steals. Those are Michael Jordan kind of numbers, by the way. And the ironic thing is when Michael averaged those numbers that season, he didn't win the MVP either. So I, I think for SGA, unfortunately, he is what I would call, you know, when you when you drive to work, or you're going somewhere and you've got your little shortcut, you get you cut across a neighborhood here and nobody knows about it. it mm-hmm. Well, now everybody knows about that, that shortcut. And now yeah, you're, you're backed up and the traffic is just as bad. And that's what an SGA ticket is now. So at plus 210, I don't know if, I don't know if there's any value to that anymore. I'm still of the believer of Luca. I mean, Luca's this close of averaging a triple double and that has to resonate. You know, he's 34, nine and eight right now. You know, he's having the best year of his career. And that's saying something for as much success as he's had. And if and if you're banking, or literally if you're betting on the Mavericks to make a run, and I've got a Mavericks Western Conference ticket, you know, I got a Mavericks, you know, division ticket, they're going to need Luca, and he's going to have to improve on those numbers. So to me, at 9-1, to one, that's, that's my value bet right there. But something that kind of jumps out at you, and, and and why is this? Maybe because his game isn't as flashy, but the best player on the best team, and that's Jason Tatum, is 25 to 1. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. The best player on the best team. Yeah, that one does jump out to you if you're looking for the problem with that is, as I see it, is you know, like we talked about the Celtics yesterday, the depth that they have. Um, he's not the lone star on that team, obviously and isn't necessarily the only reason they win when when they win. So mm-hmm. I like Tatum as well. I think he's MVP caliber, um, but I just don't think it, it comes home. The only other path I see, other than Jokic, is, and I don't want this to happen. I'm knocking on wood um, for all Nuggets fans that it doesn't happen, but if Jokic were to get dinged up and not be able to play a lot down the stretch, the only path I would see then would be the Thunder would have to finish in one of those, what, top two spots in the West then. SGA would have to continue his production. That's a path. And, or, or the other path is, again, if Jokic were to go down, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. I'm, I'm with you, Nuggets fans. And SGA and the Thunder kind of fall by the wayside. Young team, you know, can't finish out the season. That, I think, opens the avenue for Luka, assuming the Mavs continue the the hot streak they were on going into the all-star break through the final third of the season those are the only paths like I don't see a path to, to Giannis given how much Milwaukee has struggled this year I don't see a path to Tatum because that would require I think too many other dominoes falling maybe you're maybe you can see those dominoes falling and it's worth a little sprinkle at 25 to 1 you're right with Tatum I just don't see it happening let's go to sixth man because this is an interesting market you know, rookie of the year is basically Wemby at minus 650. And unless Wemby completely stops playing down the stretch, um, maybe there's a Chet Holmgren, right, at 5-1. to one. So I don't know how much discussion there is there. Sixth man to me is interesting. Malik Monk, even money. Uh, 
Hardaway at 175, Powell at 750. I mentioned it last week. I kind of like Norman Powell at 750. Yeah. As this Clippers team continues to deal with injuries, and they will. You know, it was Kawhi last week, and Powell stepped up. Uh, he's going to get increased minutes, I think, once they're healthy, assuming they do get healthy late in the regular season, and he gets an opportunity to return in full to the first guy off the bench role. I think Norman Powell's got a chance to be this is a, maybe this is a weird comparison. Maybe a little bit of that big shot Bob guy, you know, they had with the Lakers back in the day. You remember when Robert Ory would come off the bench, hit a couple oh, yeah. daggers, and then check out, right? He'd win the game and it'd be like, well, where was Robert Ory for the first 36 minutes of this game? He'd be like, oh, don't worry. He was just biding his time. Yes, I just compared Norman Powell to Robert Ory, and I think I'm okay with that. I, I, it's plus 750. I like the value for a Norman Powell sixth man. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah, absolutely. And and playing on a team that could, you know, if, if they mess around, they could be the number one seed if, 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 they, if they get things together. I just think Norman Powell's problem is his name. Norman Powell sounds like a vacuum cleaner salesman. It doesn't sound like a <laughs> like, like, like somebody you would want to. You know, Norman Powell's like your dad, right? Like, oh, yeah, Mr. Powell, please come in. We want to talk to you about your son. You know, I mean, Norman Powell doesn't, doesn't jump off the page like Malik Monk. Sounds right. like a rapper. Sounds like some sort of cool influencer, you know? I still think it's Tim Hardaway. I think I think that's who I would put my money on at plus 175, only because almost the same theory as, um, you know, with, with Luca. I think if the Mavs do what we think they're going to do, Tim Hardaway, mm-hmm. you know, 17-4-1, and one, those numbers you can argue are better than Malik Monk's 15-3-5. So to me, Timmy Hardaway has been – Someone that I think is, is is best for this. He has been key to this, and for the Mavs to continue and and make this move, Tim Hardaway will have to step up their game. So, as much as I like Norman Powell at plus seven fifty, and I will sprinkle something on that, to me, I'm I'm eyeing uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. at plus one seventy five, which isn't terrible either. No, you're right though. Norman Powell does sound like like he sounds like the illegitimate love child of LAPD. Staff Sergeant Al Powell, who showed up to Nakatomi Towers that one fateful right. night in 1989. Um, yeah, but I like him for sixth man. We'll see where it goes. It's a long shot sure. at 750. And, and at 750, um, yes, sir. There's, yeah, there's decent value there. Okay, real quick. You, it, argue me into finding value in the rookie of the year market. I don't see. I know you, you laid out a pretty good case, I thought, the other day. Maybe it was Thursday or last Thursday or Friday for, hey, if Pop wants to limit Wemby down the stretch and the Thunder do some of the things we think they're capable of, again, here comes those teams in the Northwest Division, the Thunder, the Nuggets, the T-Wolves into these uh, award market discussions. Maybe there's a Chet Holmgren 5-1 to one chance. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I mean, yeah, the only thing that really makes you want to believe this is that it is five to one, you know, and and maybe that's how the books are going to pay for Wemby winning it at minus 650. I mean, the the thing about Wemby is, my God, 
20 and 10. He is bordering on 20 points, 10 rebounds, and, and he's got three blocks as well. So he, his numbers, his, his, his line is 19, 10, and three. That, that is, that is tough. He could, he could stop today, you know, and he could probably still win it, but that's really what we're banking on. We're banking on pop pulling the plug on Wemby. And at this point, we're what 25, 26 games left. I don't know yeah. if Pop will do it. It's been his style to sort of rest guys. And short of an injury, and you hate to say that, I just think, listen, there's more. We're going to see more of Chet because of the playoffs and because of the push that Oklahoma City's doing as opposed to Wemby, who is more just kind of like you know, a, a, a superstar in the making on a bad team. But Wemby literally and figuratively head and shoulders above everybody, yeah. you know, with that 19, 10, and 3 line. Um, he's just going to literally have to stop playing, and Chet will still have to bring it up. And Chet, by the way, nothing to, to, to shake a stick. 17, 7, and 2 blocks. And great numbers on a high-octane offense where, he, you know, he's not necessarily the, you know, he's, he's playing in SGA shadows. So I would I would sprinkle something because I still think Pop is who he is, and you just got to wonder if Wemby, with that small frame, at what point does it give out on him? You know, does it give out with two weeks, two weeks left in the season, or has Wemby right. just done enough? All right, let's go to the coach of the year market because this is really interesting. I mentioned again, this Northwest Division is driving the conversation for a lot of these award markets. We talked about MVP. Um, Coach of the year is no different, and it's because we've got the back and forth between Minnesota, OKC, Denver is a part of it as well, but Dagnall and Finch are at the top of the board here. Dagnall plus 195, Finchy 250, and then, I'll be honest, J.B. Bickerstaff at 4-1. to one. If Cleveland, I don't, look, I, I like the Cavs. I don't think the Cavs can stay this hot this long. It's been six weeks they've been on this tear. I don't know if they can keep it up down the entire stretch. If they do, I think it's Bickerstaff's, okay? If the Cavs finish second in the Eastern Conference and they're nipping at the Celtics' heels down the stretch, I can I can see Bickerstaff getting enough votes because here's the other part of this. The back and forth in that Northwest Division as the T-Wolves and the Thunder and the Nuggets duke it out atop the Western Conference, maybe Dagnall and Finch split some votes there, J-Rod. I think, I think that's a possibility. And maybe Bickerstaff swoops in, you know, team that nobody expected to be the two seed in the Eastern Conference if they hold on to that spot, if the Cavs stay hot down the stretch. Yeah, that's spot on because unfortunately the coach of the year, I, I've never been able to get my head around how can, you know, to me the hardest thing to do is win when you're supposed to win. And somehow teams get punished for that. Oh, you know, Phil Jackson, he had all these superstars, superstars. But yeah, but he had to manage all those superstars and all those egos. So so to me, winning when you're supposed to win is the hardest thing. But coach of the year is oftentimes a Cinderella award. You know, it's oh, so I guess you got to look back and you think to yourself, did we expect this from the Thunder? Did we expect this from the Wolves? I don't know if we expected a two seed from the Cavs, but I think we definitely expected them to be good. Yeah, we expected the Cavs to be good, but like you said, we I don't think any of us expected it to be this like six week long extravaganza of winning where, you know, they piece together these huge winning streaks. And again, I they've lost what, four games, I think, since the since 
January 1st. Um, yeah. if, they, if they keep up that pace down the stretch, then they will be nipping at the Celtics' heels um, for the one seed, even as good as we know the Celtics are, there's a chance they could catch them because, like we talked about yesterday, do the Celtics, how does Missoula handle things down the stretch? Bickerstaff, you know, if you're looking for value, I guess, at 4-1, to one, it's not a terrible opportunity. Yeah, and Chris Finch, I'll tell you what, that's who I would put my bet on at two and a half to one. Because again, I don't think we expected the Wolves to be the best team in the West. You know, I think we thought OKC would be good, maybe not this good. So really, the top three are kind of Cinderella. So that makes it kind of interesting. But yeah, uh, Bickerstaff at four to one. If the Cavs can finish, I think that's your best bet. But I'm going with Chris Finch. We didn't get to most improved player, but Tyrese Maxey at minus one ninety. I don't want to say feels like a shoe in. Feels like. The value's kind of lost in that market as well. You put well. it 51, you're going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will get into the entire NBA slate. 12 games tonight in the NBA's return post-All-Star break for the final third of the season. About an hour and five minutes from now, Alex Monaco of MSG Network at the top of the third and final hour. But coming up next, who knew the Pistons could support an entire chicken wing industry? I swear it's a thing. Right. Next, as we go off the board on BeckQL Daily. <laughs> We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Yep, dive back into spring training baseball in about 20 minutes. AL West preview. Strohs, division winners, Rangers, World Series champs, Mariners. It's close. And then you got the Angels trying to keep Mike Trout from leaving town and <laughs> Oakland trying to keep the A's from leaving town, maybe, kind of. I don't know. It's the AL West. Uh, wild as it may be. We'll get into it in 20 minutes. Uh, an hour and 20 minutes from now, back into the NBA. Actually, at 1040, we'll give you our plays on tonight's slate. It's a big one. 12 games, 24 teams, 80% of the league back into action post-All-Star break. Alex Monaco of MSG will join us at the top of the third and final hour, 11 a.m. Eastern here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM and Jared Smith of BetMGM's Live on the Line. Every afternoon, noon to 3 Eastern on Stadium Network will join us at 11.20 Eastern. Um, No coincidence that the night after Penn State upsets Illinois, we find a Penn State guy to be on in the third and final hour of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm not laughing at you, Jake. I'm laughing with you, maybe? I'm not sure. Let's go off the board. Uh, This is amazing to me. The Pistons... So the Pistons, you you may remember this actually from about, I want to say it was like a month ago. There was a a clip that circulated on social media, actually, of Giannis sitting on the bench one night. There was a deal where if somebody missed free throws, I think it was, at Pistons games, you could get uh, a a discount on wings. So he's trying to snap the QR code off the Jumbotron while he's sitting on the bench, Giannis. And there was a huge promotion in Detroit specifically where when the Pistons won – Every fan in attendance would get five free Wingstop wings. Wingstop, a wing franchise in a a lot of the country. If they're not in your area, they will be soon. They're expanding rapidly. Why? Because they just made a ton of money. Because (laughs) on December 30th, when the Pistons got their first win in two months, you remember that mega long losing streak, 28 in a row, fans in the Detroit area flooded Wingstop. And all over the country, for that matter, J-Rod. Wingstop made $19 million in net income in that quarter. A 46% increase from the previous quarter. And it didn't end 
after that. After that Giannis clip of him snapping the QR code on the Jumbotron went viral. Another huge influx into Wingstop from fans who found out about them, who hadn't previously somehow known about one of the largest chicken wing chains in the country, but found out about it because of the Pistons and Giannis. So their stock has gone up 80% compared to six months ago, all because they aligned themselves with the Pistons who couldn't win a game for two months, and Giannis snapped a picture of a QR code on a scoreboard. That's wild because, yeah, because you think about it. You don't, when you go to one of these wing joints, you don't just go in there and buy five wings. Maybe you'll buy some fries, right. maybe you'll buy a drink, or you're buying stuff for the whole family. So, you know, it's, hey, whatever, I'll get, I'll get, at least I'll get yeah. five wings out of it. Five and, wings and so, is like the sprinkle you put on a parlay when you've made like three or four straight bets and you're like, ah, you know what, just for the heck of it, in case they all hit, I'll put a little sprinkle on the parlay here. That's what five wings is because five wings is not enough to fill you up. Five wings is a snack, right? Right. Well, listen, I, I got I got a wing stop literally down the road from where yeah. I live that, that just opened up maybe a couple of months ago. So it could be part of that 80 percent you know, increase in stocks and 19 million dollars that they made in the third quarter. You know, listen, I, I think I think it's great. Uh, I think the Pistons, you know, finally did something right for the community. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe they'll get Other the number one pick on top of that. They've got that history. Right. But. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, put it in the microwave with Joe Dumars, right? You're good there. But talk, I mean, but talk about some genius marketing because I know down here in South Florida, the Heat have a have, have a partnership with a pizza company where, if, like, if they win the next day, you get a pizza, you know, for fifty percent off. And I'm sure that pizza company has deals with other teams. But um, that's that's genius marketing. And who would have thought, right? A team with a 28 game losing streak would turn into a $19 million windfall for a wing joint. That's amazing. That's just, uh, I, I don't know. Do, if you're Wingstop, do you need to continue these kind of promos? Or are you like, hey, we've made it. We got the free marketing. Now we just coast. I don't know. But, man, and of all teams, too, like to align yourselves with the Pistons, who have a historically long losing streak. So you're just sitting there going, man, okay. They're losing. At least we're not giving out free wings. They're losing. At least we're not giving out free wings. They're losing. And then they finally win one, and you go, oh, my God. It's like, and here comes the crowds. The crowds just start flooding in, and you got wings going in every fryer basket. Um, yeah, good for Wingstop. Genius. Like you said, there's a, a, another, like you, one right down the road from us in the in the nearest shopping center. So they are everywhere, and it's working for them. All right. This is interesting. This is from Max Crosby's podcast. It's called The Rush. He had his head coach, the guy he lobbied to go from interim head coach to permanent head coach in Vegas with the Raiders on his podcast. And Antonio Pierce may want to think a little bit more carefully about how he words something like this next time because I got to think stripes might be a little quick with the yellow flags on any hits near quarterbacks, especially one quarterback in particular. Listen to this from Max Crosby's podcast, Antonio Pierce comparing Patrick Mahomes to Michael Jordan. How? I'm calling out from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons? All those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his ass. Anytime he came to the home, 
Elbows, yeah. feeling them, love taps. We touching them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I show those guys Jordan getting his spiritually. So he's come up with what he now is going to call the Mahomes rules, just like the Pistons had the Jordan rules where you had to make contact with him every time he drove to the hole. Here's the problem. I would have to think that because of the way Max Crosby plays against Patrick Mahomes already, if you watched the quarterback show on Netflix last year, you saw how hard Crosby goes at Mahomes. If you've listened to Mahomes talk about who some of the most difficult players are in the league to play against, he constantly mentions Crosby. Max Crosby always gets the extra step in and the extra shot in on Patrick Mahomes. And a lot of quarterbacks, to be quite honest. But he's got a little extra mm, mm, elbow grease for Patrick Mahomes. This is just calling attention to it. I don't know why Antonio Pierce would want to mention this publicly. Like, did he forget he was on a podcast, J-Rod? People are going to see this. In fact, oh, people have seen it. It's been posted to ESPN.com. We're talking about it here. Like, if I'm a ref, I've got an extra close eye now on Max Crosby every single time. You thought the eye was close before and Crosby got flagged. Extra close eye now every time he gets near a quarterback, especially in games against the Chiefs. I think there was a there was a, a mic'd up moment on um, one of these NFL film shows where, where where Crosby I think was playing the Colts and I think he was all over Gardner Minshew and he kept calling uh, Gardner Minshew like I really you know you calling he called him a name okay it wasn't like mm-hmm. it wasn't you know inflammatory but he but he basically was insulting him called him I think a a, 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 a he called him the B word right and and okay. every time he'd do it he'd call him the B word and Minshew would come back to the bench he's like why does he keep calling me that <laughs> and but he absolutely was in Gardner Minshew. Minshew's head. Listen, when the when the Raiders played the Chiefs back on Christmas in Vegas and the Raiders won that game, four sacks on Mahomes, 10 quarterback hits, two defensive scores, and one pick six, including a pick six. The Chiefs have won eight straight division titles and they won the Super Bowl in the Raiders' home ballpark. Okay. I mm-hmm. think. Antonio Pierce, at one, more than anything, and why I think he got this job, is that he's a fan. When he was playing for the Giants, there's a famous story where the Giants were beating the crap out of the Raiders in a game. And I think they had either just returned a touchdown or something like that, and one of the Giants was celebrating, and Antonio Pierce grabbed his own teammate and said, hey, 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 that's my team. It's my team. Chill. Right. Chill with the celebration a little bit. And, and the guy, he couldn't believe it. So Pierce, like he's totally buying on this and it's this rah-rah college thing. And you know what? It'll work until it doesn't. I think it's kind of fun. I think it definitely puts the onus. And I think Andy Reed the, the, in this story, he sent a text to Antonio Pierce and he said, Hey, thanks for kicking our butt. You woke us up. That's the only yes. part that I'm a little worried about is if all of a sudden you, you, you've awoken a giant. Um, well, yeah, smells a little bit like a bounty to me. Maybe not, That's... maybe not with a capital B, maybe a lower B, but feels like a bounty. Um, it's a good way to lose one of your best players for a long time if all of a sudden you you whack Mahomes too hard. And careful what you wish for. Like you said, what made Michael Jordan, what helped make <laughs> Michael Jordan the killer that he was in the '90s mm-hmm. was getting, as Antonio Pierce put it his ass whooped by the Pistons every single year in the playoffs, every single year in a regular season. Every time he went into Auburn Hills, he knew, like, 
Antonio Pierce just said on the Max Crosby podcast, he was going to catch an extra elbow, an extra shove, and it awoke the beast. I mean, it already burned within Michael Jordan, but that was just the extra he needed to go after the Pistons that much harder. And who ended the Pistons' little mini dynasty, if you want to call it that? Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And he became Mm -hmm. the next dynasty. Single-handedly almost became the next dynasty. And so, careful what you wish for. The Chiefs are already the best team of this era. And you've got to play them twice every year. You think Chris Jones, if he's back, and even if he's not, George Karloftis, anybody in the secondary, Nick Bolt, you think those guys aren't going to maybe start to come up with some rules of their own as well and start to come after your guys? You're right. It's a great philosophy. If I'm Aiden O'Connell... If I'm Aiden O'Connell oh, or J.J. McCarthy I'm or whoever's the quarterback of the Saying of the all the rosaries before every Saturday night I play the Chiefs. I'm saying all the rosaries. And here's the thing. If you're Antonio Pierce, even if we agree like we do here, J-Rod, hey, it's kind of an interesting, a cool philosophy to see if you can work your way into a quarterback's head. Like you mentioned Minshew. Minshew pardon me. Um, he, he was making note of it as he came back to the sidelines. Like, what is in this guy's head? What is... Why is Crosby coming after me like this? That's fine. Don't tell everyone about it. That's the, the that's the kicker. That's the cherry on top of the stupid Sunday yeah. here, Antonio Pierce. Don't tell the world that you're going to go extra hard after Patrick Mahomes and you're going to have Mahomes rules. You just alerted the world to the fact that it's going to happen. And like you said, if it does go too far and somebody wants to make a claim, that you were going extra hard after someone for some kind of reward maybe on the back end. You don't want to get involved in that. Um, You do want to get involved in spring training baseball. There's a game today. We're excited about it. We can't wait. And we continue our division-by-division preview of Major League Baseball in 2024 with the AL West. That's next right here on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.